0: And welcome back. Welcome back to this episode of Steelers Metric Tony. I'm your host, Tay Defio. I just want to say some uh please uh, thank you for joining me. I just wanna say thank you to some more folks that joined the the live chat while I was rambling on in my in the first half of the show. There's Wes, H- Wes Hickok, Snowman. Um, what else we have here? Reek N L, Bill Davis, or I might mean, have got you in the first half. I don't know. All these names run together, and I'm seeing a lot of uh, a lot of comments from people that the live chat isn't working. I, I wish I could help you there. Um, I, I don't know what the deal is with that, uh, but it's it's it, it's working for some people, so I, I, I assume it's maybe something on your end, folks. I, I but I apologize for the technical difficulties if, if your if your live chat isn't working. Hopefully, it, it clears up before the end of the show. Everything seems to be fine on my end. So, speaking of the offense and the short passing game, I, I've always been fascinated by the the uh, one stat yards per attempt. I was uh, about about a decade ago. Actually, it was a decade ago when when the Steelers were uh, marching towards Super Bowl forty five, and I was looking, listening to a, a local uh, sports show on the radio, and and they had some. Expert on, and he was very adamant that the Steelers were going to go on a run in the playoffs because they were so healthy in the yards per pass attempt category. And uh, sure, they were. Ben, if I have my, if I can find my numbers here, the 2010 Steelers. Ben averaged eight point. Actually, no, they didn't, that was that was Aaron Rodgers. They they won the Super Bowl, but Ben averaged, I want to say seven yards per attempt that year, something like that. But that's that's around the uh, the the average in the Super Bowl era. The average in the Super Bowl era seven point six eight. So uh, when they won Super Bowl forty, his average was eight point nine. When they won Super Bowl forty three, Ben's, uh, Ben's average was seven. I'm sorry, I have my numbers mixed up. I wrote down a lot of numbers for that. But the, the bottom line is the the average in Super Bowl era seven point six eight, just a shade under seven point seven, which coincides with Roethlisberger's career average in that category. And if you take away his uh, six quarters that he played last year, coming into the year, he was averaging 7.9 yards per attempt over the course of his career. And uh, only nine teams in in the Super Bowl era have ever averaged less than seven yards per pass attempt and won a Super Bowl. And this year, Ben is averaging 6.4 yards per attempt that's uh that's obviously well below the 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 average historically so that's something to look to, to uh, keep an eye on um I, I just think it's interesting a lot of these stats if you look at some um super Bowl winning quarterbacks throughout history, Terry Bradshaw in the playoffs in the in the four years that they won a super Bowl he averaged nine point one yards per pass attempt Joe Montana in the four years the 49ers won a super Bowl. Tom Brady I'm sorry not Tom Brady Troy Aikman 8.7 so historically it's 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 the quarterbacks that 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 like to sling it and 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 uh make big plays uh, those teams they they win Super Bowls so maybe it's something Pittsburgh has to has to work on between now and the end of the season and once the playoffs start maybe they have to be a little bit more aggressive and make some adjustments but the great thing about, about uh, numbers is you can't look at them all as a, as a whole. The, the interesting thing I found, I went into this study, this research on Thursday with a certain opinion in mind, and I, I came out with a slightly different opinion. Still, I still believe in the yards per attempt. I think it's important. But when you look at the, uh, those nine teams that, that won a Super Bowl, averaging less than seven yards per pass attempt, six of them have occurred since the turn of the century. And uh, Tom Brady, Mr. Super Bowl, as you know, he's won six of them. He's averaged 6.96 yards per pass attempt in the playoffs in the Super Bowl era. In in the six six years that he's won a Super Bowl, his postseason yards per attempt is 6.96. You look at Peyton Manning, the two Super Bowls that he's won, his postseason yards per attempt was 6.35. Eli was 7.35, which is a little bit below the, uh, the average. So I guess the point is Pittsburgh doesn't necessarily have to be more aggressive and, and, and get their yards per pass attempt up. Uh, it could come down to execution, you know, uh, all the, you know, we we, we, we know about the drops the last two weeks with the, with the receivers, Eric Ebron's been a big uh, culprit, Deontay Johnson, even Juju Smith-Schuster, James Washington's dropped his share, not not as many as the other guys. He hasn't had the same opportunities. Even Chase Claypool has uh, has dropped his share of passes, so it could be just a matter of execution. But I think you you, you do see where they they probably are going to have to change some things up and 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 uh, open some things up because even when they catch passes, whether they catch them or drop them, it seems like there's two or three defenders around these guys. You know, because they're 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 stacking the line of scrimmage now, kind of like th- what they did last year, when they when you know Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges weren't great threats in terms of uh, of uh, making big plays downfield. So, you know, I, I I think in some some form or fashion they're going to have to open th- some things up and keep these defenses honest. So, that's that category: the yards per pass attempt. I hope I was. uh uh, pretty clear on that I I'm, I'm much of a, not much of a stats guy so trying to explain them is it's much easier for me in writing than it is verbally to explain them but it is interesting and, and you know the, the solace we can take from that is, is just like with takeaways you know the overall average for Super Bowl winners as far as their defense has taken the football away is like 36 but if you look at recent years with you know it being harder and harder to take the football away because more teams are adopting the West Coast, the Dink and Dunk kind of offense. Uh, you can, you can, you see the average or the average for, for most Super Bowl winners now is closer to 24, 25 than it is the 36, 37. So anyway, I just thought, I just think that's a pretty neat uh, stat. And I don't know why it's so important, but it, it clearly is. And it has been for the majority of the Super Bowl era. The Chiefs averaged 8.3, uh, Patrick Mahomes. 8.3 yards per attempt last year, which is two yards more than Roethl- Roethlisberger's averaging right now. So it's it's, uh, it's it's pretty interesting. And that brings me to another part of the Steelers' funk that really maybe has that they have no control over, and that's injuries. And you know, heading into Sunday's game with the Bills, they're going to be going to be missing Joe Hayden, who's out with a concussion. Robert Spillane, who has a knee injury, Vince Williams, who's on the COVID list again for the second time, and obviously that you know you, you add those guys to to Bud Dupree and Devin Bush, and if I'm missing anybody, wow! If I'm missing anybody, that's 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 even scarier because that's a lot of people to be missing from your defense, and uh, I, I, I've been struggling with this. For the last week or so, ever since these injuries and everything started to mount with this team, especially on defense, is it more important to get the number one seed or is it more important to be healthy? And as, as historically significant as Dubai has always been and the number one seed is to winning a Super Bowl, and I think it still is, obviously. And I, I've waffled back and forth on this. I think it might be more important right now for them just to be healthy by the time the playoffs start. Um, obviously you want to be on a roll by the time the playoffs start, you want to, you want to get rolling again and, and be running on, on all cylinders on both offense and defense. And as I said, they got to get the offense figured out, but and you, know, you got to get uh, healthy on, you know, at one point last week, both Hayden who left in the second half with an injury and Steven Nelson were out of the game. So you had, you had two, your, your top two corners out of the game. You had your, your, your new starting one of your new starting inside linebackers who had been playing well and, and spilling out of the game. So, I mean, it was a, it was a really tough situation for them and, 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 you know, they're going to have Nelson back tomorrow and, and that's great, but, and they're going to have James Conner and Marquis Pouncey back on offense. They're both off the COVID list now. So that's, that's good. But I think if I had to choose at this point, I would have to go with health over getting that number one seat. I still think it's important. I think they're going to do everything they can to get it. They're not going to stop trying to get it. But if I had to choose between the two, I would certainly go with health. Because I've, as I've mentioned on last week's show, and I, as I wrote in the recent article, they've had so many critical injuries on the eve of the playoffs under under Mike Tomlin. I mean, you can go all the way back to 2007, t- 2011, 2014, 15, 16, 17. It just, and, and here we are in 2020, and they are still... Here we, and, and, and they're still uh, having their share of problems with injuries. Uh, Spillane, it looks like he's going to be back maybe in a week or so, certainly before the end of the regular season. So that's great news. I mean, you're, you're talking about uh, going into Sunday's game with Avery Williamson as, your, as, your, as the only inside linebacker with experience. He's a veteran. You feel safe and comfortable with him, but he's only one guy. So you're going to have to obviously you're going to use a lot of sub packages I guess and Marcus Allen can play linebacker, linebacker you know and dime linebacker and Antoine Brooks has been activated I believe so the rookie safety out of uh, Maryland so they're going to have to be creative and Gilbert I, I don't know if he's if he's activated yet he 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 might not be he's been dealing with an injury he's been on the uh, short term IR so you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a challenge for them, but, but it's again, this is what, what, this is why it's great to to be 11 and one and you can sort of get healthy and, 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 and try to be at your best by the time the postseason rolls around. And that brings me to my last topic. And then I'll take some time to answer some questions. And that topic has to do with the Buffalo Bills who the Steelers play on Sunday night football, a normal game, a normal time. I can't believe it. It's, 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 it's weird. I I actually, I'm not even kidding. And I don't know if what this says about me and my, my uh, priorities in life, but I actually had a dream. I I shouldn't even say this. I had a dream that the game was moved to Monday night and you can't really blame me for that. I mean, it's, it's happened so much, you know, but hopefully that they get to, they get the game in on Sunday and, and everything goes smoothly, but the, the bills are going to be a challenge. There's no question. I mentioned the injuries on defense are going to be missing uh, their share of players tomorrow, and and Josh Allen is a handful. I didn't realize how good of a year he was. I knew he was having a good year, but I mean, 3,400 yards passing, 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 322 yards on the ground. He's a beast in that regard, and he's a lot like Lamar Jackson, except he's bigger and stronger but he's a handful and, you know, he's, he's not going to be easy for them to defend. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how they answer him and especially missing uh, two of their, their, their two start, their two starting inside linebackers and missing Bud Dupree, who, you know, was so integral to that defense until he got hurt and missing Joe, Joe Hayden, uh, you know, so how are they going to respond to that and what are they going to, I think, I think they can, you know, if they, if they have worked on some things, if they, if they have figured some things out on offense, I think they can, they can move the ball on Buffalo. I mean, Buffalo, they don't have the the defense that they did last year. They're not, I think they're, I want to say 21st overall, certainly not great in any, any one category that I've seen. You know, they have some playmakers in the secondary, Trey White, obviously, who, who terrorized Duck Hodges last year. <laughs> so. You know, uh, he he's obviously a baller, and somebody they're gonna have to have to watch out for. And you know, they get have, they get after the quarterback pretty good, but you know, it, it's it's gonna be a challenge. Buffalo, they're nine and three, but they're basically a, a hail mary by Kyler Murray away from being ten and two and being right in the race for the number one seed. And if they win on Sunday, they will be in the race for the number one seed, right? They'll be a, a what ten and three. Pittsburgh will be eleven and two who knows what, what KC is going to do. So yeah, it's a big game. It's a big game. And I, you know, I think the Steelers, even though they're 11 and one, they have a lot to prove in this game because a lot of people are already, have already pulled out the shovels and are ready to bury them. If you listen to talk radio, if you watch, if you follow social media, guys like Mark Madden, Colin Cowherd, Adam Shine, you, the list goes on. People are just looking for a way to bury Pittsburgh. They, for whatever reason, I know what it is. It's, it riles people up and it's, it's it's kind of like a verbal clickbait, if you will, because they know the Steelers have a huge following and anything anybody says in a negative sense, people are going to react to it. Um, but who cares about any of that? The bottom line is Pittsburgh has a chance to shut a lot of people up at least temporarily, if they can go out and perform well in this game. And I, I don't know if they're going to win, they're two point underdogs at the moment. Last time I checked, anyway. But I think they're going to put on a good game. This is the kind of game that Mike Tomlin team, Mike Tomlin teams, normally uh, perform well in. It's a it's a Sunday night game, national television, big time opponent. They're they have their backs against the wall a little bit, so I, I look for them to to put on a good show. And I think if they can walk out out of Buffalo with a win, that will. Uh, go a long way especially if it's a, an impressive win it will go a long way in and uh restoring their confidence if they've lost any confidence i don't know i mean they're human beings i mean they they have been struggling and and they are depleted a bit you know on the roster so it would be only natural human nature for them to to be lacking some confidence right now but if they can get a win against a legit contender i think it'll it'll go a long way in, in making a lot of people feel better so I'm looking forward to Sunday's game. Um, obviously I I feel a lot better about this game now than I did <laughs> after uh, Monday's game. You know, it, when you have time to think about things and process things and, and uh, you're the, the positive meter usually, usually is pointing up by the end of the week, you know, until, until time runs out on the season. So I'm looking forward to Sunday's game. And with that being said, with all that, being said i will open things up to some questions i thank you all for listening to me ramble let's see who else we have here in the uh, live chat we have alan johnson dj2 jared double i don't know if i got you before but but if not welcome paul paul boback jason flores so let's see what we have here as far as comments see if i missed any earlier all right here's one from alan johnson do you think Ben can still throw down the field with accuracy? Actually, I do. The problem with that I see with Ben, and if you and if you see the if you saw the play to uh, it's not really it wasn't really a deep pass, but if you saw if you saw the play to Claypool when he was on the run and he and he hit him at down at the five yard line, that's a good example. I think the problem with Ben, and I've said this several times with the deep ball, is he's just not in most cases, he's not waiting that extra half of a second that most quarterbacks wait before they unleash a, a deep ball. He's throwing it as quickly on a deep pass as he, as he is on a short pass. I don't know what it is. I don't know if, it, if he's trying to, if he knows something we don't about the offensive line, uh, the line has certainly been criticized a lot lately because of the running game, essentially. I mean, Ben hasn't been sacked in five games, but the running game has been atrocious and many people are, are starting to speculate. Uh, you know, if, if, the pass blocking would be more atrocious if Ben wasn't getting rid of the football, uh, getting rid of the football quicker. So, I think you could still throw. I, I don't know how, how you would lose. You know, throwing deep for a quarterback. I think that's the easiest pass to be accurate on because it's just a matter of of, of leading your receiver and hitting him in stride. So I don't know how if, if his arm strength is still there, which it looks like it is. I don't know why he would suddenly lose that at the age of thirty eight, but. I don't know. I've never played football for 17 straight years and thrown thousands of passes. So who knows? Let's see here. Here's one from Raymond Massey. Welcome Raymond to the live chat. How bad will we miss Williams on defense? I think they're going to miss him. I mean, this is is a savvy vet who, you know, was a leader on the team and and is a leader on a team. I think they're going to miss him. Uh, I'm comfortable with Avery Williamson. If it was Avery Williamson and a and a younger guy, I wouldn't feel so bad. But Avery Williamson and, and Marcus Allen and Antoine Brooks is, you know, sort of hybrid inside linebackers. That's that's a little bit more concerning. But yeah, I'm, I think I think they're gonna they're gonna miss him. Can they make up for him? Yeah, but possibly. But there's no doubt that they're they're gonna miss a guy like that. I mean, especially when you're when you're so thin to begin with. Here's here's one from here's a comment from DJ 2 this week is huge. Even if we squeak out a win, we need to turn around our downward trend. Any win does that. I agree. And here's a, here's a question from DJ too. He's he's pretty active. Tony, why can't Vance get a target? Vance and Juju may be the most shorthanded targets on the team and get like 50% of, of what Ebron and DJ get. Well, actually, Vance McDonald, is, he has a reputation, just like Ebron, for, for, for drops. So I don't know if he's the most shorthanded. handed why why isn't he getting more tar- targets I, I don't know I, maybe he's they're, they're keeping him in more to block now because of of the problems they've they've had uh trying to, to run block I, I don't know I mean they've they've had some problems on the line this year with with injuries and and obviously the, the COVID issue with Pouncy. uh Wisniewski was lost the uh, Castro was 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 down for a, a number of weeks and he hasn't been playing well at all this year even since he's been back, a lot of people were speculating that 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 he should uh, be replaced by Dotson. That's how bad DeCastro uh, has been playing. So I, I think it might be. I, I don't know. I don't know why he hasn't. But it, it is pretty curious. Like you see people like uh, like Claypool, for example. His his snaps have decreased in recent weeks. Uh, last week he had he was in a forty four percent of the snaps, which was pretty pretty uh, puzzling considering I think he's the most potent weapon they have on offense this year as a rookie. So I, I don't, I don't know what what the deal is with that. Um, uh, but I do agree about Juju having sure hands. Um, he, although he did have a, he did have an early drop last week too. Let's see what else we have here. Biner Johnson has a question. Do you think receivers dropping balls can be solved in a week? Well, I mean, it's. I, I don't even, I don't even know how you solve it. Honestly, I mean, I think it's just a matter. Of, I mean, th- these guys are, are veterans, uh, at least some of them. Anyway, um, well, I shouldn't say that they're not veterans. Ebron's a veteran. Johnson isn't. Uh, but I was listening to Arthur Moats, and I, and I'm, I. This full disclosure. I heard this on the radio. He was on. Sh- I think it was Mark Madden the other day. Maybe it was another show. They were asking him, "What's the deal with with these drops? Why can't these guys uh, finish these catches?" And according to him, and he watches a lot of film, uh, he's 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 of the belief that these guys are are looking downfield to make a play after the catch before they have the ball secured. So maybe it's just a matter of of securing the catch and then taking off to to make make some yards downfield. That that could be it. Could be as simple as that. It's 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 because once you um once you get rolling and, and have more confidence in yourself, it, it's easier to to continue to be a more sure handed receiver. As somebody who's played a lot of flag football, uh, I went years without really dropping any passes. And then once I started dropping them, it was in my head, and I was like, really, it was really. I mean, I'm, you could ask my uncle, who was my brother-in-law. They were they were the quarterbacks on these teams, and they could tell you. I went from never dropping anything to dropping everything. And the reason why, you know, a decade later, I could tell you, it's because I was thinking about it too much. So once they, they uh, maybe worry about, I think they worry, they have to worry about securing the catch first and then making a play in the off field. And once they start getting in a rhythm that way, then that might be the way to do that. I mean, other than the jug machine and and just reps and reps and reps, I don't know how, how else you solve it. You know, Mike Tomlin talked about replacing the players who who were dropping passes with the ones who can. Well, who's not dropping passes on this team right now? It seems like everybody's dropping passes. I named just about everybody except Vance McDonald, and he's not even getting any targets. So, you know, I I don't know. Here's a $5 super chat from Snowman. Do you think the Steelers will use more play-action pass? Actually, I do not, (laughs) because Ben seems to loathe that uh, part of the game. He doesn't seem to... Enjoyed a play action pass very much. And plus, I think I read a stat that 77% of the, of their, um, I'm sorry, I I thought I'd missed the super chat, but that was already one that Sue Man sent in. I think 70% of their plays come out of the shotgun. And if you combine that with the fact that they're just, they're just not running the ball. Well, I don't, I don't think he's going to play action uh, much. I I, just seems like he doesn't. Since ever since he became more of the 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 true um, leader of the offense, you know, in the Todd Haley era, when he really started to – you could tell he had more of a, a say and he matured. It seemed like he just really does not like the play the play action pass, or he doesn't like taking the snap under center anymore. He just does not like that. So I don't think they're gonna run more play action passes. And even, even if they did, I'm not sure if anybody would honor it because they're just not running the ball effectively right now. and here's here's a good question yeah i never really i don't where has the no huddle gone bring it back yeah that's that's a good question I, I'm, I'm not sure but that seems to be uh when they're at they're most effective when they're when they're just running the no huddle i don't know maybe they're trying some things you know I, i've 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 heard it speculated i've seen it speculate some people you know like jeffrey benedict and people you know they're they're of the belief at least partially that they're just trying to protect Ben and keep him upright because they know how valuable he is, and they know how much they're going to need him. And they know if they if they lose him, then any chance at winning a Super Bowl is is um, out the window. So maybe it's just a matter of you know this quick passing game getting through the regular season, and then come the playoff times, it'll be like Rocky II. You know, remember Rocky II, the championship fight where he, he switched to right hand to a right righty. You know, he fought right handed for the first fourteen rounds, and he switched back to a southpaw in the fifteenth round. Maybe that's what we're going to see in the playoffs. Maybe we're going to see them, uh, or at least down the stretch. I think they have to do it if, before the playoffs because you want to get you want to get continuity. You want to get these guys used to running these different plays and being more aggressive. But certainly by the end of the year, maybe they'll switch some things up. All right, yeah, I agree. Snowman. I mean, man, it would help to get the the play action pass would help to get the safeties to, to cheat up. But if they're not even running out of the out of the. uh if he's not taking any 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 snaps under center, then you know they're not gonna they're not gonna respect it anyway. And if you are not and if they're not running if you're not running the ball effectively, they're not gonna respect it. They're always gonna think that Ben's gonna pass because he passes. The last two weeks, I think he's averaged fifty one passes per game. So, you know, even if he fakes it to the to the, out of the shotgun snap, even if he fakes a run, if he fakes like a draw pl- a play to to Connor or Snell or whoever. They're still gonna. I think they're gonna key on the past first because that's what that's what he likes to do. You know, that's what he's gonna do the majority of the time anyway. All right, here's one from Thanks, Mean Joe. That's from the 1979 Coca-Cola commercial. That's a great reference. I love that name. It's growing pain. So many young guys that are not quite polished yet. They'll get better. Tomlin just needs to keep the pressure on. They'll come around. Yeah. Well, it is a it is a young receiving core. I, I I misspoke earlier when I said they were veterans other than Eric Ebron. I guess Juju's a veteran at this point, even though he's really young. He's been in the league for four years. Yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, it, it's a fundamentals. If it's, if you're looking to, uh, to run before you secure the catch, that's just, a you know, it's, a, it's just a, maybe a matter of inexperience, a matter of over eagerness, you know, there's really no excuse for a guy like Ebron, though. As far as, as um, dropping the ball, you know, looking to, to run before he secures the catch. So it's, if they can get that cleaned up, I think that'll go a long way. Here's here's a an, here's a, a a a naysaying comment from from Knight Rider. I know it's just one loss, but I have a I have this feeling that the walls are falling. Well, again, they're they're certainly. Based on the last month or so, they're trending in the wrong direction. I mean, I mentioned the 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 Super Bowl era, the, the the yards per attempt, and how you can't look at it as a whole. You have to look at the more recent numbers, and you can say the same thing about the the Steelers' performance. I mean, yeah, they're eleven and one, but you really can't. the The, the bottom line is how they're playing right now, and and over the last month or so, they have not looked that great. To be honest, um, I remember. Reading this, this quote from Chuck Knoll, obviously it was many years later, not in the in, in the moment because I was a little kid. But he was in a lead up to Super Bowl fourteen, to Super Bowl fourteen against the Rams. He was, um, they were asking him about the the Rams nine and seven record, and at that point, the Rams had the the worst record ever for a, a a Super Bowl entrant. And he said, "Well, you can't really look at their their overall record. You have to look at how they're playing as of late." And at one point in the season, they were five and six. And obviously by the time they reached the Super Bowl, they were a 61 football team. So that's basically how you had to, and they played like it in that game. They really gave the, they really gave Pittsburgh a run for its money. So, you know, yeah, I, I you know, I, I, I'm a little more optimistic. I think they can turn this thing around, but yeah, you know, we have seen this uh, in recent times with, with the December collapse last year and the year before last year was a little bit more excusable.